This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hi, um, we are here for a weekly episode of Sports and Corks. It is a good week for sports, it seems. I'm Emily Jaranka. I'm Emily Cornell, and we're joined by a guest. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so it's my Colin. Name is Colin. Yeah, my name is Colin Jarenka. Emily Jarenka's brother. Good to be on again. It's been a long time. Yeah, when was the last time? I think probably, I mean, it was 2019. Because <laughs> I think the last time I was on, we were probably talking about the NFL playoffs. Oh, it could have been. I thought it was in... It might have been early 2020. Did I come on to talk about college basketball? Oh, yeah. I talked about We We uh, had an episode after the national championship game for college football. Yeah. Yep. All right. So still a <laughs> so, long time ago. But yeah. still coming back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Too long. So, Emily, what updates do you have on the soccer world? So the soccer world big things happening and by big things I mean soccer is happening (laughs) um in Germany and the Bundesliga continues to play the German soccer league um their games pretty much every day this week it's beautiful um I watched Bayern play Dortmund today and they're probably the two best teams not probably they are the two best teams in the Bundesliga um so I was super excited to watch that matchup um of all the games in the last couple days and it did not disappoint um both teams looked really good in the first half Bayern got a goal like in the 44th minute and for non-soccer fans, it's two 45-minute ha- minute halves. So just right at the end of the first half and then going to the second half, you could kind of see where um, Dortmund kind of broke down. Like, it's still a good team, but um, I think that they were very challenged by Bayern and, like, other games that Dortmund has played that I've watched this season. Like, they are, like, a dominant team. So um, keep an eye out for those teams if you're soccer fans if you're just sports fans and you need good sports to watch like these are two phenomenal teams that you should be following as you are very limited in what you can watch (laughs) right now (laughs) yeah Um, it's nice that you can have an actual game of the week right now (laughs) i mean it's again tbt (laughs) oh my goodness it's been so long that that we've had like a game of the week so excited to have that and emily you had sent me um there's German teams that are having like cutouts in the games do you want to talk about those yeah I mean I was kind of surprised by how how it makes it really look like the stadium is full when you see it kind of from from the field perspective it's pretty wild um I mean obviously there's no noise so that's a big change they started having that 
they, they um, yeah they like pump it in right yeah yeah, yeah. which is <laughs> weird what guys, yeah what do you think of it what are you guys' thoughts i think it's better than nothing personally it's better than it being quiet because you like it yeah I'm sure as like a player, it doesn't super matter, but like the fan, like watching it and all you're hearing is them like yelling at each other. You're just like, oh no, I don't want to like, I don't want to hear this if it's like a bad fight. Well, yeah. And I mean, players, I don't think for the most part really have to worry about their language typically because the noise of fans drowns anything they say out for the Mm -hmm. most part. So I would imagine for a player's perspective, that's an interesting (laughs) development. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah. going back to your parents' house and you have to <laughs> watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, it probably helps for that because you don't want the ref to hear you, but like they're still getting each other's faces. So I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. It's good. Good to watch. It's fun. And yeah, the, the sound makes it feel a little bit more like you're watching a normal game. Yeah, and yeah. they seem, like in, in the games that I've watched, they seem to um, play sounds that are related to, like, what's going on. It's not just, like, a constant drone of cheering. Yes. You know, like, if there's a bad call or something, then they play, like, the whistles that the crowd would, would uh, you know, make. Yeah, like, you know, so they're, they're trying to make it, like, as authentic as possible, which, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I'm, like, for soccer, it doesn't make as much of a difference to me because... Like if the players were, you know, getting at each other or cursing at each other, unless it was in English, I'm not going to be able to understand it. Like, I don't know if I, I I think for like in the future, you know, if basketball comes back, I would, I wouldn't want them to play any crowd noise. I would want to hear the player chatter. (laughs) I think that would be really entertaining. Or Um, hockey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the chirping. (laughs) Yeah. um, But like, and I would, if I could understand what, uh, most of the soccer players would say, were saying that I would want to hear it, but you know I can't. So, but they, I think they do a good job of the noise that they are pumping in. It's um, it fits the game, which is good. Yeah. Innovation at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> the brightest minds. They came together on this one for sure. <laughs> and then NASCAR is back, also again. Um, they're is a race tonight there there's lots of nascar this week from what i understand from the internet. So, the, so they say so they say there are races so folks who are betting um we don't know who or what you should bet on but there's nascar <laughs> in addition to there. soccer so um check that out if you're big on the cars i feel like nascar would be kind of fun to bet on though like horse racing is fun to bet on and NASCAR, albeit the races take a lot longer, but the very end of them can be exciting if you have a stake in them, I suppose. I don't That's know. true. Yeah, I think the downside is that the kind of only bet you can make is like who's Who going to win the race. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but at the same time... Um, you're specifically rooting for one person like you are you know you're rooting for one horse you're rooting for one driver um it gets you a little bit more invested in what they're doing throughout the entire race and not just you know the last 10 laps or whatever you want to tune in for um so that could be gives you a little bit more rooting interest have you watched any nascar calls? 
No, uh, <laughs> the closest, oh, I haven't come anywhere close to it, but the only, I know that there's a truck NASCAR race tonight and Kyle Busch is the favorite. And I only know this because on ESPN streak for the cash, you could make a pick that was either who will win the race, Kyle Busch or anyone else. I didn't pick it. I didn't pick it. Um, but that's so funny. that's the only thing I know that's going on. Okay. <clears throat> Just curious if you've gotten that desperate yet. (laughs) Not yet. I bet on the Bundesliga this weekend and it worked out good, Um, worked out well. Um, But that's the only thing I'll bet on. Maybe the NHL if it comes back. You bet on uh, Listen to Your Heart, the Bachelor spinoff. That was also on Street for the Cash. So it was, I didn't like, you know. No money placed. Sure. I don't count that. (laughs) How did that turn out? I won that pick and then I uh because there's no sports right now or very little um there's like some insanely obscure things on streak right now and it's everything from like like they're Belarusian soccer apparently they never went on hold like they just kept on going (laughs) um so that's like consistently been yeah (laughs) and then something called like Russian short hockey and it's like short I think the I think the rink is also smaller, but they play shorter periods instead of like three, was it three 20 minute periods? Yeah. Three. Yeah. They play three 10 minute periods. So there's that. And, but because there's been so, so many like off the wall things, the, the winners for each month, their streak is a lot lower. So I was fortunate enough to get up to a win 15 this month and make it like on the leaderboard. I had was like tied for like the third longest streak. And then I lost it on an MMA pick, you know, like one of the sports that would on paper be the easiest to like research and figure out who typically more predictable. Yeah. So a big favorite lost and a lot of people lost their streak. It wasn't just me, but I was like, I had I didn't pick things earlier in the day because I was like I've got this lock later and then sure enough the <laughs> lock didn't win. <laughs> so, Damn. Well, yeah. good for you for getting up to third. Yeah, it was it was a good month. It's a big accomplishment. Month, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, in other news, today it was announced that the SBs are going to be held virtually, which is exciting. Um, but more exciting uh, is the lineup of hosts that they have. So it's going to be Russell Wilson, Megan Rapino, and um, Sue Bird. So it'll be so very fun. well-rounded cast. Some Seattle awesome sports people. icons. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I wonder how they finessed that one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I hadn't really made that connection until now. It seems mm. like it's a little too good to be a coincidence but then yeah. i'm trying to think of the reason why those three would all be together like what i don't know maybe they all get maybe it is really a coincidence well. very possible i mean yeah maybe they just all like five well and like can play off each other well no i don't know very, yeah. i guess all we'll find exciting. out yeah yeah we, we sure will uh interested to see how the virtual SBs turn out like will people be will um nominees be at home in their suits or <laughs> will they will it be cash i don't know there's no red carpet to walk so i'm just i'm i'm very curious about the entire mm. i bet it'll be a mixed bag and it'll be really fun 
Some like, people are just like dressed to the nines and others are just chilling yeah. in their sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> and like fun. some people will be super extra in their houses and other people will like be very young people who are just like starting. So like they don't, they're not quite there in terms of having yeah. like all the bells and whistles in their home. They're, they're renting a one bedroom apartment <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Don't they, isn't there like a, is there like a high school um, SB award or something? I think there is. I feel like I remember something about, I don't know if it's but like high school athlete of the year or something, but there definitely be is, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's typically one of the awards that they televise, you know, how some of them are just uh, like awarded, but they don't show sure. the recipients. It might be one of those that gets cut out, but maybe this year we'll see it. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see these high school kids, you know, at their parents' houses, houses, you know, how how are they going to handle it Um, along the same lines of what you were saying? But yeah, kind of like the NFL draft, I'm sure there'll just be some interesting things that come from it and um, some good Twitter content. Like we'll be absolutely the NFL draft. So, well, and it's always great to be able to peek into you know, these multi-million dollar houses, see who's living large. Yeah. I always true. like that. It's also funny to see who, like, whose house, from the NFL draft, I thought it was interesting to see, like, whose house seemed very basic and normal. Or just, like, what they had in the background. You know? Yeah. Some of them, it's like, I feel like you maybe could have done a little more tidying up. <laughs> It looked a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, whoever so, gets to be the fun. best college athlete, that's where we're going to see something either really unexpected or something just like, what are you doing? They're doing it from their <laughs> dorm room or something. Like yeah. they haven't been able to leave campus. <laughs> oh, no. That would be the worst to have been quarantined in a dorm room. The I don't extra know long oh, twin bed. <laughs> God. With like the thermostat that like barely works, <laughs> so you're like, oh no, it's 500 degrees or freezing. They're sitting <laughs> in a dorm, sweating in a suit <laughs> because the AC isn't working. <laughs> oh man, it should be good. <laughs> yeah, should should be entertaining regardless. So that's definitely something to look forward to. Oh yeah. Um. Also, just kind of along the lines of um, you know, the Michael Jordan documentary that just finished airing i believe it's done i'm not caught it's up. done I only watched it. it's okay done. so it's it's done um we wanted to pick our um starting five lineup of 10-part docuseries about athletes that you would like to be made that have not been made yet so we each have picked five athletes or sports figures um that we want to see long documentaries made about some of these people They've already made, you know, like an hour special or a couple hours or whatever, um, maybe a short movie or something. But we really want the people to get in depth on these specific sports figures. So, um, Emily, do you want to start things off with your number one pick? I surely will. So I think that if Don Staley does not get some significant documentary done about her, um, it will be egregious. Um, so for folks who don't know who Don Staley is, she is the head coach at South Carolina. Um, 
their women's basketball program, very good. Like, extremely good. Um, she is a phenomenal coach. Um, she grew up, like, very poor in Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia, I read about that. So, um, she then so she wrote an article this is why I'm like kind of talking about where she grew up is because she's like I grew up in Philadelphia pretty poor and then she went and played college ball at Virginia and she like did not see anyone who looked like her and then you know she goes and she has this very good career as a professional basketball player and then she becomes um a coach and like um there aren't a lot of black women coaching basketball but like you see a lot of women who are black playing college basketball. Um, it's really hard. And like, this is across many sports, right. Where like you don't see representation and it's, there's value in that. Like those coaches can speak to an experience of those athletes that like a white coach cannot. Um, so I think she for sure just because of like her career as an athlete her career as a coach she was the head coach of the usa national team um a very interesting woman and um she's five four or five six which to me i'm just like you're such a good guy and you like just played and like and like all these other um women that she played basketball with like only speak highly of her and they're like she's just like she's a good leader on the court she's obviously a good leader like on the sideline um yeah I think she would be a really good person to have a documentary done about what about y'all Colin take it away um my first pick is uh LeBron um it's LeBron not James. There, will, there will be one um I'll be you know on the couch right when it comes out watch every minute of it um regardless of how you feel about who's the better athlete or who's the better basketball player or uh between him and Michael Jordan um I think LeBron's story from being in the national spotlight starting at 15 16 years old all the way up until you know honestly probably until he dies uh will Um, just his story and the amount of things he's accomplished both on and off the court. Um, it is, I mean, it is a story, um, and it's storybook ending, uh, hopefully when he wins a couple more championships, <laughs> um, uh, How many but do yeah. you want him to win. I mean, I want him to win one more. Um, but I wouldn't mind if he won a couple more. <laughs> I, I think the, the window is small. Um, and that's why, one of the reasons why it's a bummer that the NBA season was put on hold and, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future, because I think this is like his 17th year or something like that. Um, so who knows how many more years he has at uh, the elite level that he plays at. And so it's a bummer that we might not have been able to see some of his iconic playoff moments this year if we don't get back. So yeah, that makes sense. Before he becomes a a shack in the last couple years of his career where it was just like a Yeah. I kind wonder, of like a mentor figure and you know. I wonder what his like the last years of his career are gonna look like. And I mean yeah, maybe like he'll be done is, before he gets to that point. He might, right. you know, he might not he might just be like, if I'm not, you know, 
if I'm not going hard, I'm not, I'm not going to play. I'll preserve his I body. Think, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I think he wants to play one year where his son is in the NBA as well. I mean, provided he makes it, which he's a freshman in high school, but early indications are positive. Um, I think he would want to play one year with him, maybe more, or at least while they're in the league together. Um, but I don't know if he's going to, I don't see him as the type of person that, or the type of player that kind of like sticks around too long and takes more of a, of a reserved role. Um, I think he'll walk out still capable of playing at an elite level by everyone else's standards, but maybe not elite by his standards. Um, that's kind of what Joe Flacco. <laughs> that's kind of what I think is going to happen, but who knows? Yeah. It's a good, good pick. Makes sense. For sure. Who's your pick? Um, well, with mine, I went like purely based on basically purely based on entertainment factor, not yeah. necessarily legacy. Although some of these people have very big legacies. Um, my number one pick is Bill Walton. Because I can think of nothing better than watching 10 hours about <laughs> his life <laughs> and all of the crazy. I just want to hear about like his life stories. Like what crazy things has he done that he can't talk about like when he's mm. doing the game, you know, I'm sure that some he has things. some great stories. Um, so obviously he has like a very storied playing career, but um I just want to know more about what makes him tick. Yeah. Um, So I'm definitely going off on a different tangent from you guys. And this isn't necessarily like the top five, like super sports superstars of all time, like very much not going in that direction. But uh, I think that would be really fun to get an inside look on who Bill Walton is. Oh yeah, no doubt. I, no doubt. I watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've discussed this before, but I would really rather like have him call a game than Dickie V. Um, so, for that reason, I would definitely like to see a, a long docu series <laughs> made about him. Maybe produced by like Snoop Dogg or something. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Be don't a, say you wouldn't watch it it'd be an event like you would have to like make <laughs> themed food for that you'd have to like wear tie-dye and like a headband everyone would have to like lean all the way into this <laughs> yeah so i hope to see that someday who is your second pick of your starting five emily um so it's interesting how you said that we all like took a different like you start with bill walton um and you pick just people you thought would be like really good to watch a sport, like for whatever reason. And um, I'm sure Colin also like went in a certain way. So we all took this very differently. Um, And so my next pick is Nikki Fargus. She is the head women's basketball coach. I did not only pick women's basketball coaches. (laughs) Um, Gotta have some representation. I don't think uh, Colin or I picked anyone from women's basketball. You pick brown people though. So like that small wins, right? Some diversity in every person's picks. Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah. Uh, Nikki Fargus, she is the head coach at LSU. She is black. She is women's women's head coach. Um, She 
played at Tennessee and she's also been an, uh, a graduate assistant. And I think she even coached there and she coached at Virginia. Like she has a really interesting resume as a coach and a player. And um, she's coached at UCLA, like very much an interesting person. And because there were so few there are so few. It's not like this was last week or last year. And we're like, oh, all of a sudden we've hired all these women. Like, nah. Um, <laughs> I just, because there's so few black women who are head coaches, I'm like, oh, like, but the ones who are, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like your career is very like stacked. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I hire you to be the head coach, the head women's <laughs> basketball coach at my alma mater. That's not saying much. They won like the WNIT in like 2001. It was like so long, like the head coach at the university of Wyoming, he was head coach for like forever and everyone loves joe ligurski and like good dude and then he retired and they still like they've kept most of the staff like wyoming is not going to take someone from the outside like that and make them the head coach that's just like that's not the culture of it and that's I'm they cool don't want the outsiders <laughs> not unless they like are an assistant coach or they played for the team so like there's a girl who she played at wyoming her dad played at wyoming and she i think coaches either in Denver or in like, or at a community college. Like she's not, she's so young. Like she graduated maybe a year or two after I did. Um, so I could see in a couple of years she goes and she becomes an assistant coach at Wyoming, but then you have to invent, like if you're becoming an assistant coach at Wyoming and you're wanting to stay there to become the head coach one day, you are never leaving Laramie, which like some people are cool with. I could not do this. Laramie has 30,000 people. Like that's real hard. Um, I, I digress. This is, I mean, we could potentially have a woman who's black and the head coach at the university of Wyoming. That'd be cool, but not, not the point. My second round picked pick is Nikki Fargus. Um, Colin, who's your second pick? <laughs> um, I think my second pick, uh, is Tom Brady. Um, and then I found out while I was compiling this list, it's, well, I found out that they are making a, I don't know if it, I feel like it might be nine parts. Like I thought I remember seeing okay. it. Well, not quite. The, the point of doing this is just like right. that it's an extended series. It's not yeah. just like a two hour thing. So yeah. nine works. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I have never liked Tom Brady. Um, I think he's very arrogant, um, but he has an incredible story of being a walk on at Michigan um, elected as a team captain, as a backup quarterback Um sixth round draft pick uh and then didn't start until whatever it was like week 15 or 16 of an nfl season uh because the patriots quarterback got hurt drew bledsoe got hurt and then the rest is history um so i'd love to and and the fact that he's been able to compete at a high level for so long um similar to to lebron um is something that we don't see very often you know we often see athletes fade towards the tail end of their career. And he has a legit chance to play quarterback in the NFL when he's 45. Uh, and that's like his personal goal. Um, and plus that's I think so like crazy. the whole, yeah, the whole Bill Belichick and Brady, like I would hope that they would give us a little bit about that relationship. And like, yeah. especially now since um, he plays since for Buccaneers, 
and you know was there was there like dissent between them more so this year that kind of pushed Brady to on his you know he made the decision on his own but push him away a little bit or kind of what that looked like so it'd be really interesting um again not a fan he's arrogant he is a cheater um so but it would be interesting I would watch it that's true I agree with that like he does have a good history and like it would be very interesting to see just like the inner workings of like his work ethic even to get to Mm -hmm. where he is so he I'm sure he's kind of like Michael Jordan in that Mm -hmm. wow um not Tom Brady's favorite person my second pick is Richard Sherman (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think they're buds um I don't know I just I guess I'm biased because I'm a Seahawks fan but I've always found him to be super interesting uh when he was playing for Stanford uh, he's done interviews talking about his college experience at Stanford and he's like an incredibly smart person. I think he was a salutatorian of his high school, either salutatorian or valedictorian. Um, and then when he was at Stanford, he felt like he was behind in classes, like because um, in literature classes, like students would just be talking about Plato, like they knew it like the back of their hand. And so he started like really doing a ton of reading about like these different subjects that he felt like he was behind on, even though he was obviously a super smart person. Um, and his parents have an interesting story too. Like his dad has been um, doing waste management, um, I think for the city of Compton. That's where they, that's where his parents live, I think. Um, or at least that's where he grew up. And um, his dad has been doing that for a very long time. And um, at least until the past couple of years, um, he was still doing that. I'm not sure about now. But I just think it's like really admirable that your son is a multi-million dollar NFL player. And I'm sure they don't really need to be working anymore, you know? Like I'm sure he's taking care of them and helping them out. But I just think that's cool. And um just his involvement with um social justice issues and the way that he's also like still very outspoken um on the field. <laughs> I just think it's a very interesting storm, I guess I would say. So I would like to learn more about him than you get from just a few minute interview. Mm-hmm. So. He, I'd watch yeah. a documentary on him. I like him. He's a very interesting person. Yeah, he's definitely a polarizing figure, but um, I think that that a lot of times makes for the best television. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he has a very interesting story to be told. Yeah. What's your third pick? My third pick is Becky Hammond. Uh, Coach with the San Antonio Spurs. (laughs) Go Spurs, go. Go Spurs, go. Um, She played at a school I don't love, but love to see the Mountain West thrive. So uh, she played basketball at Colorado State. um, I did not know that. Yes. That's cool. Okay. (laughs) It's so unfortunate. Why didn't she just go play at Wyoming? Like, come on, girl. You're so close. It's 55 miles away. Come on. Um, We're 65. It's so close. It's not far. And you get on the highway and just zip up there. Um, Anyways, 
So it would be significant because she is like, I think the only woman or she was like one of the first. I think there might be one other, but yeah, it's, it's very, very new. It was like in 2014 when she was hired as an assistant coach, she became the second female in all of NBA history. Um, But like the other woman who was an assistant coach volunteered. So I'm going to count her as like the first real like coach. Um, On the payroll. Yeah. Like she's, she's got the hookup. Like she should, when pop is out, she should be the head coach. (laughs) Like that was cool when she got to coach. Um, was, was he sick? There was something going. I don't remember, but she she coached um, in his place for at least a game. I think she also coached their. I think that he she coached their summer league team yes. as well. Mm-hmm. She was the first woman to like be a head coach in the summer league, um, and then she was the first woman to be part of an all star coaching staff. Gotcha. So when she coached oh. in the 2016 All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> so more women mm-hmm. just like breaking barriers and like moving on. Good out. choice. That hopefully yeah. means she'll be like one of those like when she no longer is coaching, she'll be in one of those like head positions with an organization. And that just that's really good to have more women just moving on up. Yeah. Front office more. stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Love to see it. We're here for it. Colin, your third pick. All right. <clears throat> My third pick um, is Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> Julie loves Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> who doesn't? Um, Everyone loves Dirk Nowitzki. He's, he's very nice, uh, very personable, good interview. Um, but he also kind of, he was the first, uh, like, super successful uh teenager to come from Europe into the NBA. Um, And essentially, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is now, um, but I think it's somewhere around the, I want to say maybe like twenties or thirties, 20 or 30% of the league is born outside of the U S now. And it's, it's only getting higher. It's, it's going to be, you know, with enough time, it'll, it'll get closer to a 50, 50 split. I think maybe it won't ever get there. Um, but he kind of opened those gates for everyone and and showed not only other teenagers in Europe, but also teams in, uh, you know, NBA front offices that, um, there is talent in Europe and teenagers there are able to compete at the highest level, um, on a basketball floor. Um, so he opened those gates, um, and then it was cool. I mean, he played his entire 21 year career with the same team. Um, I think yeah, I believe it's pretty crazy. The, yeah. I think he's the longest NBA player ever to play with like play or he's played the longest for one team. Um, and uh, his last year, he got to play with Luka Doncic, who a lot of people think, I mean, he's already shown it. Um, going to be an MVP candidate for years to come, but it's kind of like the next international superstar. Uh, Well, him and Giannis, I shouldn't leave out the Greek (laughs) (laughs) because he's already won an MVP. (laughs) It might be due for a second. Um, But, uh, you know, those two are going to carry the torch for international basketball moving forward. Um, And so it was cool to see kind of like the first icon from Europe 
um, be able to team up with one of the next ones. So. Good choice. Thank you. Um, let's see. Who do I have next? Oh, Marshawn Lynch. Also continuing along with the entertainment trend. Um, <laughs> like, I like sports documentaries that are, um, you know, serious, but I feel like there's, there's missed opportunity for a bunch of athletes that are just very interesting figures because of their personality. And I don't know. And it, it seems like most sports documentaries that are made are made about people who have just this extreme competitive nature. And it's not necessarily a hybrid of like being fun loving and then having that too. And I think that he's one of those people, at least what we see, you know, um, in interviews and things like that. Um, but just extremely interesting character, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he should produce Bo Walton's docu-series. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I would love, you know what I'd really love to see is have Kenny Main host um, all of the interviews with Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> that would be great. Um, if you they haven't have, seen, go ahead. They have a good, they already have a good chemistry. So they have rapport, know, would, yes. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, um, just YouTube, Kenny Main. Marshawn Lynch, Applebee's, or just Marshawn Applebee's, I'm sure it will come up. Um, it was from back when he was playing for the Bills, and uh, he takes Kenny Main to an Applebee's and explains why it's his <laughs> restaurant of choice in Buffalo. Uh, very entertaining. It's a very old video, too, so the quality and like the outfits people are wearing is great. Um, so he is my third choice feel pretty good about that pick mm -hmm. absolutely It'd be very entertaining yeah. back to his college days even you know you got to cover that stuff yeah 100 yep. percent. taking the the medical cart for a spin yeah, around the, the football joy, right? field <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they made a bobblehead i think um i think it was when he retired from football um cal made a bobblehead of him with the cart <laughs> uh, that they gave out at some game i'm sure it was a very hot ticket item <laughs> and what happened to the pack 12 <laughs> true aaron Rodgers. what happened what to cal was? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah aaron they had marshawn lynch aaron Rodgers, jared goff a, a little bit later i'm i wonder if they were teammates who i'm gonna look it up Aaron Rodgers and uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch. They're like around the same age. I guess, they're yeah. Close they're enough are. where I'm curious. You yeah. think? Yeah, oh, maybe. I think they were. Oh. And I How also years? think. Were um, they friends? I also think uh, Deshaun Jackson might have been on that team. Oh, wow. Maybe. What a roster. <laughs> no, nope, doesn't look like it. He was late. Nope. Nope. I apologize. I can't snap, bud. Me snap. Still, what happened to Cal? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. That, that's yeah, what you what could call it. You could just call it that. Yeah. <laughs> we should produce this documentary, folks. Like, Let's we have on. the time. We can make this happen. 
quarantine side project. Yeah, that'll be our quarantine <laughs> side project. And then when it's over, like once quarantine ends, people will be like, oh man, these kids made this documentary on Cal. No one asked for it, but they gave it to us. <laughs> you didn't know you needed. That's exactly. Right. So who is your fourth pick, Emily? So I'm going to take a break from basketball coaches. <laughs> okay. And pick Jill Ellis, who coached the U.S. women's national team, soccer team. Um, And they won back-to-back World Cups, and then she bounced. And so I'm like, I think it would just be interesting to kind of see what, how that team, one of those two teams, just kind of working with all those women um, with on the national team. Um, Because you have to, like, bring all these personalities who don't play together all the time. They just play together for this one, like couple months of yeah, out of every season, yeah. Like so, um, I would just be really interested in kind of her and those like back to back World Cups, and um, if she's ever like, I wanted to get a three peat. I don't know. I yeah. So I think it would just be like for a soccer fan for U.S. Women's National Team, as that's what people care about here is like we like the women's team because like they win. Um, (laughs) Like as silly as it sounds, people like to watch teams win. Like the women's team. Yeah, Ah. exactly. Emily. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So that was a good one. That was, it was very good. So yeah, I think that'd be fun. How about you, Colin? Um, I think my, let's see, fourth choice is Steve Kerr. Yes. Um, I, uh, had, I, knew, I had known a little bit about his, his family history before um, the Michael Jordan documentary kind of focused on it more. Um, and I knew that his, his dad had been killed, but I, I didn't know how young he was or, um, or really why his dad was killed. Um, so that obviously is is an aspect of his story that has really shaped him into who he is today um, and how he handles himself both, you know, in, in a practice or during a game, but as well as off the court and away from the sport. Um, he's like a, he's a um, gun control activist and for good reason and has, you know, stuff like that has affected him personally. Um, and he uses this platform to, to educate uh, or attempt to educate people um, on those issues. Um, but then he's also uh, kind of was one of, you know, was one of the early pioneers of the three point shot. Um, I think he's in NBA history. I think he has the highest career three point percentage. Um, and he was a part of some amazing teams. Um, he was a part of Michael Jordan's bulls. And then he played in San Antonio when uh Tim Duncan and um, David Robinson were, were on the team. Um, and then obviously he's had some success with the uh, Warriors and getting to study under Still. Phil Jackson. Yeah, just a little bit of success. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, getting Slayer. to study under, <laughs> getting to, uh, study under Phil Jackson and then Greg Popovich, two of the best probably the two best NBA basketball NBA coaches ever and like two of the best three basketball coaches of all time um, is 
he would be able to tell some some incredible stories. So, and he's a good storyteller in general. As like, yep. Um, I didn't know much before that the last dance about kind of his background. Um, obviously, I see like his activism, but he he's a very good storyteller. Um, and I'm sure that some of that's like scripted, but still, like he uses economy of words. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to explain it. (laughs) Like, you know what he's saying, and he says it, like, very nicely. Um, But good dude. Good guy, Mm -hmm. Steve Kerr. I almost put him on my list. Yeah, I I was trying to... I I mean, I I found my first three pretty easily. And I was like, who else would I want to watch a documentary about? And I had just watched the episode of the first episode of the Lance Armstrong documentary. And so I just, like, couldn't get that out of my mind. So I kept just thinking of... Lance Armstrong, but I don't want 10 hours on Armstrong. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. It's nobody. <laughs> Maybe if you're really into cycling. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> He's an... Maybe not. Um, He's a... We'll have to ask Frank about that. <laughs> yeah. Get his thoughts. I don't think he's a huge Armstrong fan, though. Can't cheat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many people... I think more people will... Like, if a lot of people watch this documentary, I think more people will dislike him less. Oh, okay. But I don't know if... I don't think it'll be like a... He'll never get to the status he was at before Hmm. his fall from grace, or he'll never get to half of that. But I think a lot more people at the end of it will be um, a little bit more accepting um, about the choices he made from a young age to dope, just about how rampant it was in the sport. Um, It wasn't like he was the only one doing it. So That's true. But You can also, if you don't want to actually watch, if you don't want to dedicate the time to sitting in front of your TV and watching it, um, they've also been releasing it as like uh, ESPN podcasts, I think. Um, it oh. showed up, the first episode showed up in my podcast feed. Um, so I think I will probably go that route. Um, because I'd much rather spend my time watching reruns of television shows that have 10 seasons <laughs> that I've already watched. So <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? At least you're Sorry, honest wrong. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your next pick, Emily? Um, my fourth pick is Alan Iverson. Um, so there was a documentary made about him that came out on Netflix, um, I think it was 2015 or 16. So it was a little while ago. Um, but I would like to know more. He has, again, a very interesting story. Um, he's, you know, outspoken, but at the same time, like kind of private. So, um, just someone that I would want to know more about because they seem like a very interesting person. Um, and I want to know more than a brief documentary can tell you. And I think he also had a really big impact on um, the NBA, you know, when he was at the height of his stardom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. I think that'd be a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Could be some good titles for it too. Do you have any Okay. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> no, I'm not going to throw anything out there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work We're on it. Maybe next Alan episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
that was bad. Don't. That was not <laughs> it wasn't. That wasn't as good as your windmills. Windmills, yeah. <laughs> super good. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was not a real suggestion. But for the creative types, which I am not, I don't think. Um, I feel like they could come up with some really good names for that docu series. So, mm. for those reasons, he is my fourth pick. Emily. Rounding out your starting five? Rounding out my starting five is Kim Mulkey, uh, head coach of the Baylor women's basketball team. Um, She has another impressive resume um, as a player, as a coach. Um, She's the third NCAA women's basketball coach ever to win three national championships. Um, She's been inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, she like Don Staley is like a petite human. Then she did very well. <laughs> like she, um, do you know how tall she is? Five, four. She is. Yeah. She's <laughs> you would, would, petite. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I think it would just be interesting to see how she kind of just her kind of journey. Right. So, and like why she chose to stay with Baylor, like, um, to not smear Waco, but to like kind of smear Waco. Waco <laughs> was like kind of a small, <laughs> unknown town, and like I think Chip and Joanna Gaines like really boosted the visibility of Waco from what people I know have said. <laughs> so I'm like, why would you stay in like of all the towns in Texas? There are lots of colleges here. There are lots of like high profile colleges in this area. And you chose to stay at Baylor? <laughs> you chose to live in Waco? Maybe um, she just really likes uh, Magnolia. This is before Magnolia. place is called oh, pre- <laughs> Pre-Magnolia. She was the original. This was before, before they bought the sign. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Baylor, not, well, Baylor's like part of, like it's definitely part of Waco, but like, Waco wasn't yeah. about to glow up until Magnolia happened. Like it was just a college town, but with like, but like a, a rich college town. Like the, it's a private school. The the students tend to be on the wealthier side. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, come on, you could have gone down the road an hour and a half. You could be living in Austin, Kim. You could be making Texas. Can be having breakfast tacos. Yeah. Well, you can get those everywhere. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> um, and like, I'm not saying move to College Station because, like, ugh, why would you do yeah. that? <laughs> okay, go. Come on, go, go to um, Dallas or go to Fort Worth. Like, go somewhere. It's like there's stuff. Like, you can be like a head coach and like live your life not as private. But maybe she does like to live a private life. I don't know her. Never met her, but she is rounding but the documentary out. would help. I think it's true. The documentary would help and it would be... We would get to know her. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So who's rounding out your five, Colin? Um, Number five on my list is Pat Tillman, um, former Arizona State and uh, Arizona Cardinals safety and uh, um, Army Ranger. I believe he was an Army Ranger. Um, He was killed in action. after he decided to walk away from a three-year NFL contract to um, enlist in the uh, army. Um, 
I read a book about him. Um, I, I don't know, maybe about four or five years ago. I think it's called where men win glory. One of the best books I've read. Um, and then there's, there's some controversy around the, uh, the nature of his death. I won't spoil the book if anyone hasn't read it yet or is aware, isn't aware. Emily's ears perked up when I said conspiracy. So, um, <laughs> no, that's I like that a would sad topic, though. It is, yeah. Um, so, I think, uh, you know, attempting to get a little bit more clarity there, um, I would definitely be interested in, but then also getting to know as much about. <clears throat> the decision he made and, and talk, talking to people close to him and figuring out why he made that decision, um, I think would be really interesting. Um, so he's number, number five on my list. Good choice. Very good choice. Thank you. My last person is, um, has many names. <laughs> Most would know him as Ron Artest. Um, he changed his name to Meta World Peace at one point. Um, I, in college, got a beta fish that I named Beta World Peace. <laughs> um, he, I think, lived like a year. He didn't have an incredibly long life, but um, <laughs> unfortunately. And I just discovered this um, earlier today when I looked um, Ron Artest up on Wikipedia um, so his name has been Meta World Peace since 2011. Um, there were, there's a whole story about why he changed it. Um, he got very spiritual um, later in his career. Uh, he stopped playing basketball in 2017. That was his last season, was 16-17. Um, and then this past year, I believe he was coaching for a G League team. Um, but in May of 2020, which is now, he again legally changed his name to Meta Sandiford Artest, and Sandiford is his wife's last name. Hmm. So he kept the Meta, but he got rid of the world piece and integrated his wife's last, her maiden name into his last name. So um, we will now refer to him as Meta Sandiford Artest. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just a very interesting figure. I would like to know more. Mm -hmm. um, he was involved in several on court. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, altercations, I guess. Uh, <laughs> including the Malice at the Palace, which is just mm -hmm. such a great name. Um, yeah. It could but, only have happened at the Palace at Auburn Hills. You know, like, it's, it's just a good name. Um, but... I would like to know more about that um, in particular. That's just such a crazy um, moment in sports history that um, gets covered. I feel like it always gets covered super briefly in documentaries. It's a, yeah, it's kind of a footnote. Yeah, maybe there's not that much to tell, but maybe there's more and we just don't know. I don't know. Um, like that, there was that in the OJ documentary um, or the 30 for 30. I think that was mentioned in that. Um, oh, really? Maybe I'm, I'm, I think it might've been, there was a 30 for 30 where it was briefly mentioned. Um, and I thought it was that one. Maybe not. Um, and then I think, and was it mentioned in the Dennis Rodman series? I can't remember. Whenever I've seen it, included in some sort of documentary it's always like a very brief yeah you know here's the footage like this is kind of what happened whatever 
Um, but players aren't really, they don't really go in depth about it, who were part of that or who watched it happen. Mm-hmm. So I want to know more about that. And I also want to know more about his uh, sudden change to being like this super spiritual person and, you know, just what he thinks about life now. Um, so he is my um, fifth pick. He'd be very interesting. Very good choice. Mm-hmm. Any honorable And then we'll mentions? do our honorable mentions. Yes. <laughs> Emily? Roy Williams. I love Roy Williams. Mm-hmm. He's a cheater, but I love Roy Williams. That's all I got. Dead gum. <laughs> He's my favorite coach. Yeah, that would be it would be very interesting. I've always wondered for him. Um like he, he was a coach at Kansas before he was a coach yeah. at UNC. And you think about that now, um, and this is probably just my own like recency bias and a potential documentary would help, you know, fix that. Um, but like, I, I can't see a a coach leaving Kansas to go coach at UNC. He went to UNC. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. I don't, well, maybe I don't need the documentary. (laughs) And he coached under (laughs) Dean Smith. So like, like it would be, Oh, it'd be so good. Cause he could talk about, Dean Smith, he could talk about being at KU, he could talk about coming back. Like, he can never leave North Carolina. I mean, he's also mm-hmm. really old. He can never leave <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah, he might not. Might not have a choice. No. No. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would watch that. I'm a sucker for a college basketball doc. It'd be a good one. Who do you have, Colin? Um, my speaking of college basketball, um my <laughs> honorable mention is a uh whenever if and if and when the whole college basketball paying players cheating scandal ever really gets wrapped up i need a tell-all documentary (laughs) that involves cal perry and coach k and patino and bill self and Maybe Roy Williams. We'll see. <laughs> Sean Miller. <laughs> Most likely. Sean Miller, release the tapes. Uh, like I <laughs> gotta have him on it. Yeah. I need all of them together and say, like, hey, this is how it started. Who did it for I want to I want each person to say like who they thought did it first. Who thought they thought like paid, you know, 150 grand first and got this ball rolling. A good um, old throw them <laughs> under the bus dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And if all, you know, if there's 10 coaches and all 10 of them say a different guy, I don't care. That's fine. Great. I just want to know uh, who these people think started this mess. Um, but the, the Christian Dawkins documentary was good, um, but it left me wanting more. Yeah. And sadly, to no fault of the, you know, the directors, uh, I don't think that they were in a situation where they could give us more. And so now I'm just like waiting until that is possible <clears throat> so that's my my honorable mention nice yeah when that all started i kind of wanted like a coach to just flip and like just take the whole thing down and be like this person did this this person did this i did yeah. this like but no that <laughs> they're all loyal yeah. hasn't yeah. Per- hasn't happened yet yeah um so i don't know i just find the whole thing very intriguing and I want to know more about what goes on behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. um, I like that as a pick. Um, my honorable mention, I was going to just go with Charles Barkley, 
But what I really want now that I'm thinking about it is a Charles Barkley slash Shaq. Yeah. Docu-series. Um, on the Shaqs, well, they just have such a good um, back and forth. You know, they really seem like they're good buds. Um, they just have a lot of shenanigans that they get into, and I want to see more of that. Um, on the Shaq side, I want to learn more about his DJing and why he does it, why he loves it. Um, I just want to hear him be like, you know, when the beat drops, it just gets me so excited. But <laughs> I just need to know more about that. Um, and then Charles Barkley, I definitely want to learn more about his golf game. I know nothing about golf, really. Um, but I just want to see more footage of um, what it's like, like have someone on the golf cart with him filming the entire day, you know, give us an inside look. Stream um, of consciousness, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mic him up. Got to hear everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Play so. on ESPN three. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN um, plus maybe. Ooh. <laughs> oh no, other... Shaq's involved. It'd be it'd be on That's ESPN three. Yeah. So. TNT. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want I I also want people to go check out another video. Um, there was a golf golf channel golf network whatever that channel is called golf channel yeah i think so anyways um there was an snl skit um from when charles barkley hosted um several years ago and they did this spoof where um a golf channel correspondent followed him around doing daily activities to try and figure out why his golf swing is so weird um and it was just really great we'll we'll include the link to that and the applebee's marshawn video um (laughs) in the description but uh another solid funny video so Mm -hmm. we hope you enjoyed our starting five of sports docu-series that have not been made but should be made so if you're in the producing biz maybe uh you know hit us up make one of those yeah series but also tell us yeah we'll be special consultants if needed (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, provide kind of a, a beginner's thought on, on some of this stuff. Anonymous At least me. Mistake. I can't speak for you guys, but. <laughs> we can give the vision and the direction, but can't mm-hmm. actually execute anything. Yeah. yeah. We'll just make sure they understand that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, we're explaining it now. They should be yeah, using this perfect. as like their inspiration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um quick shout out to naomi osaka um she became the world's highest paid female athlete ever um at 37.4 million dollars um saw this over the weekend so very fun to see that happen um serena williams was just barely surpassed um at 36 million dollars so it's kind of a interesting fact for you like those love to women in sports good stuff what's, what's your hot, hot take this week oh. emily oh Ooh, i think that look, i want to hear yours oh. first because i think it goes with our documentary theme it does and it's the one that the people are not gonna like to hear you don't know the people might be on board with it i don't think so given our audience uh, <laughs> so i've only watched the first couple episodes of the michael jordan docuseries um I've only watched through the Dennis Rodman episode, mm-hmm. but so far I'm kind of like, meh about it. 
I agree with that. I think it could have been a two-part, three-out, like, it could be an hour and a half each part. It could have been a two-part series. Um, it's just, so, like, I've only watched, yeah. I think I've only watched two episodes so far. Maybe three. I think Dennis Rodman might have been the third. But I'm yeah. just kind of yeah. like, I, I feel like I need to finish it. Yes. Just to finish it, but I don't really want to. Oh. So that's a hot take, I think, because everyone in the sports world has like seems like they're really loving it. But I do think that the Steve Kerr episode is something I'll really enjoy. Um, yeah. But overall, I'm just kind of like I don't know if it was because like I didn't, I definitely didn't pay attention to basketball when uh, Michael Jordan was playing too young. Um, but I'm just kind of like I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was the the biggest complaint I have about it is the way that they move through the timeline. Yeah. It seems, and I, I didn't like go back and confirm this, but it kind of seems like they're taking it in like loosely in two-part chunks. So they move through like the first three-peat that they had um, from like 91 to 94 or... I think I don't, I'm could be wrong on those dates, but, uh, and then they talk about like the first championship as part of that three peat. And they parallel that with the first championship from the second three peat, but they jump around from like 1989 to 1994 to 1993 to 98. And I found that very hard to keep up with. I would much rather have had it just been chronological. Chronic, yeah. Mm-hmm. From start to beginning, start with his time at UNC and growing up his time growing up in a UNC um, some great Roy Williams interviews, uh, I will add. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, move through his, through his NBA, then baseball and back to NBA. Um, it would make to me more sense. And I've talked to a couple other people about it and they're kind of on the same or in the same frame of mind. So I wonder what the, what the director's reasoning was behind that. The artistic direction that they chose to take. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've it got the freedom. To follow. But... <laughs> Especially like if you didn't watch all those finals, like and you're not super familiar with the timeline of his life and what he accomplished, like I think it is kind of hard to I don't know. It's just like a lot of flitting back and forth, it seems like, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's I think you're you're on it like Colin you nailed it like the issue is it is it's hard to like follow when they go to so many different years um Emily it does get better it does. <laughs> maybe I need to I just think... give it more of a chance I, yeah. I like watched I watched up until the Dennis Rodman episode because I wanted to get to the Dennis Rodman episode oh gotcha and then, and then I was kind of like it was okay I think the sec like six through ten is better than one through five okay um the end of it is really good and you got to get to like episode eight or nine to get to steve kerr he's pretty pretty deep in there so yeah uh, i I definitely need to uh to make maybe i'll watch like an episode a few there's some john stock interviews as well oh yeah he uh pulled up i there was something i saw on twitter recently where he pulled up to um what year was it the finals 98 but that was the second one yeah in a minivan yeah, I still see that exact car out on the road sometimes. <laughs> well, <laughs> like not a ninety eight like Chrysler Town and Country. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So such a flex, I love it. 
it's a very Catholic, uh, small liberal arts private school thing to do, I feel like. <laughs> or just like, you know, any average, the average parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, what is your... Other than thinking that that documentary should have been shorter. Um, yeah. I think same, same vein of the documentary. Um, they probably should have separated out the Michael Jordan, a lot of the Michael Jordan, like just his life stuff from the greater story of them getting to the, getting their three P and like all of the drama of the Bulls front office and how, you know, they want to make all these changes because they want to start rebuilding. Plot twist. They've been rebuilding since 98. Yo, mm-hmm. that was a bad move. <laughs> um, so, like, I really... Because, like, the first episode, they kind of, like, touched on that. And I was like, oh, I'm really excited to just see how this... Like, what's going on in this front office? And then it was just, like... And, like, I, I get the storytelling piece of it. But, like, I would love to see something separate that's, like, Michael Jordan and, like, how he's navigating all of this. Um, and like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like very picky when I'm like the last dance, we're, we're, this is about the bulls. Well, it's about Michael Jordan, but it's about the, bull. like it, Michael, it is about Michael Jordan also. And I get that. You and want them to kind of pick a vein. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. it just at times felt very, well, like I get that some events happening impact him and him being like, I'm retiring or I'm going to go play baseball. Like, I get that. But I also am like, it left something to be desired. Something to be desired. <laughs> Love that phrase. <laughs> yeah, um, I like I like that they focused, they, they gave like, like to Rodman and um, <clears throat> Scottie Pippen, they essentially designated like one whole episode to them and their career, which was good. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like you do miss, like you don't really get the front office perspective of it. Um, like they have Ryan Storff, the owner talking a little bit about it. Um, but I wonder <clears throat> had they done a lot of these interviews before Jerry Krause had died? Like I, you couldn't, you couldn't exclude him from this. No, like, you, know, you would have to, he's part of the story. And I feel like his perspective could have added a lot more. Um, yes. And it, it would have been interesting. And I think everyone comes out of this, at least, I don't know, this may be a generalization, but um, I don't think Jerry Krause is the, everyone's like not a big fan of Jerry Krause. Yes. He's kind of made out to be the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, he, he can't defend himself. He can't give any, yeah. any counter to what is being said. Um, but uh, I did, like I said, though, I did like how they gave, at least, you know, the majority of an episode to some of the key players, but. Yes. That, and that was great. Enjoyed that a lot. But yeah, missing a little something. Hopefully uh, your wine is not leaving much to be desired this week. Emily, what have you been having? Um, so this weekend when I binge watched The Last Dance, I also drank a lot of mimosas. Oh, I love that for you. <laughs> it was quite a weekend. <laughs> Sounds like a great combo. It was a really fun combo. Um, my One of my friends, we annoyed another one of our friends when we, like, there was one episode where we were like, no, we're done with this. Um, and just started talking about something else. Um, but Kava, man, I forget that, like, Kava is a thing. 
I like that it's like really dry. I think we had like Josh, the label, uh-huh. they, like their kava just, it goes very nicely in mimosas and um, he, like orange juice is already super sweet. So I'm just like, I don't need like the, uh, the champagne that goes into it to like add to that. Cause I just get a stomach ache. So that's Fair. what I was drinking. What about you? Um, well, I went to try to did a pickup order at total wine um, and this bottle I bought because it looked really pretty, of course. <laughs> um, it's called The Palm by Whispering Angel. And Whispering Angel has a really good rosé um, that's really popular. But, oh, wow, that's really bright. You can't see that. Um, but it was very good. And at Total Wine, it was $12, whereas <laughs> everywhere else that you can buy it, it's like $18. So it's a pretty good bottle of wine. You just have nice. to be in that uh oh that's so cute i remember yeah very nice um very palm springs vibes which mm. i enjoy um and colin i heard that you have recently ventured back into the world of wine a little birdie told me not necessarily not really. <laughs> <laughs> i had a glass and it was to me as bad as i remember <laughs> oh no it was a red I had, like you know, i had a, like... i had a sip i was like oh that's not too bad and I was like, yeah, I'll try a glass. And then I was like two sips into the glass. And I was like, this was not, not a good idea. It wasn't good, but well, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm bummed that wine has been ruined for you forever. No, no, no. See that, like, I don't, there's no, uh, like upset stomach that follows it or anything. It's just now just purely it. a taste thing. Yeah. So maybe, you know, at some day, someday I will acquire the, necessary palate to enjoy um <laughs> a glass of wine but yes. it has eluded me thus far <laughs> i did though get uh the family margarita mess- recipe uh, earlier in this lockdown so uh i made I that a few times share and, that <laughs> well it's top secret you know so we'll see uh, let me talk to who i got it from see if i can your pass source it along. yeah <laughs> um, i'm not gonna name names you know <laughs> But sure i've been happy with how they turned out so all right colin's going with margaritas instead of wine but that's allowed. <laughs> it works it's fine um while we wrap up emily do you have any personal plugs the usual um listen to tailgate society pods if you're into beer listen to bitter units if you're into random topics while people are drunk listen to <laughs> drunk dialing um you can also call in and interact um listen to matinee baseball if you want to hear about like movies that are different sports movies and if you want to hear about harry potter or coming up in a couple like next week i guess um we'll start getting into the dark knight trilogy oh wow tune into that and then read the content on the tailgatesociety.com follow us on twitter and instagram that's all i got you you pretty much summed it up Okay. I know how many Colin. Do you have any pyramid scheme or anything you want to plug? <laughs> pyramid scheme? What do you think of me? Me <laughs> um, side hustles. Well, the only thing I'll plug is uh, my friend Mason and I have selected our new uh, oh, college basketball yes. teams. Yep. yep. Fingers crossed that the season goes off next year. Um, we drew at random uh, the new conference, and we got the Atlantic 10 conference uh, conference tournament uh, takes place in March at the Barclays center in Brooklyn. Oh. Um, so 
Wow. If all goes according to plan, we'll be in Brooklyn middle of March next year. Cool. Uh, Mason will be cheering for the St. Louis Billikens. <laughs> and I look, will be they have a very for, creepy mascot. They do. Yep. Yeah, I'll look uh, that so up. I, or no. I got him a shirt that has a big Billikin right on there. <laughs> um and then uh i'll be cheering for the richmond spiders uh both teams are i've got a good shot at making the tournament richmond should open either in like the 20 to 25 range of preseason polls or just outside um and st louis won't be far behind uh they're kind of one of those under the radar programs i guess both of them are like St. Louis has been, they were, both of them, both programs were really good um, kind of at the beginning of the 2010s. Like Richmond made the Sweet 16 in 2011. Um, and that's, I believe, the farthest they've uh, ever made it. Um, and so this this next year's team is, uh, has similar goals and they're not outlandish. They've got six returning seniors. Um all their starters are back. So, uh, plus they've got some good incoming players. Um, but they should be, those two teams should be one and two in the A-10 preseason poll and kind of the, the conference favorites. So, um, it'll be a good year. Um, and both teams fortunately have some big games, um, like Richmond is playing at Kentucky this year. Um, and both teams are participating in the A-10 and Mountain West conference, like, uh, tournament or you know challenge that they have um i don't remember who uh the teams are playing but um so there'll be some good some good games in the non-conference and then the a10 is um is a pretty you know is a major conference and is competitive every year so except for last year when dayton ran away with it but um (laughs) it should be good so looking forward to that nice cool Moral of the story, now we have to look at a spider whenever you send us a DM on Twitter right. for the next year. Um, yep. Not thrilled about that, but best of luck. To the we'll hear about spiders. it. If, if the season starts, uh, you'll be our correspondent. Gladly. <laughs> at Colin Jaranka, which also shows up as number one Richmond Spiders fan. <laughs> Amen. His friend Mason is the number one Billikens fan. That's right. So, <clears throat> thanks for joining us. And uh, before we go, uh, we recently did our Olive Garden's starting five dishes at Olive Garden, our things on the menu. Do you have anything to contribute to that? Any Olive Garden favorites? <laughs> well, um, maybe this should have been my hot take of the week, <laughs> but uh, I have been to Olive Garden once in my life. Uh, so I do I'm not have, gonna cry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do not have the expertise, uh, the experience, the knowledge, uh, to contribute. Um, I won't be gaining that knowledge during quarantine. Uh, fortunately I live in a city where there are enough dining options that don't force me to go to Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to table that one <laughs> okay do you remember what you had the one time you went to Olive Garden I do not no clue. I was probably you played who 12? it was in, well, you played Hoop Fest I it did. was after yeah. Hoop Fest in Cortland yeah. on the way home so I yeah. think I was in like 
fifth or sixth grade. So maybe even not 12. I don't know how old you are in fifth or sixth grade. Are you 12? Yeah, 11 or 12. I don't remember so what you either. <laughs> but I definitely remember going there to that specific yep, location at that time. Idaho, right off uh, <laughs> she, Highway <shout> 95. <laughs> <laughs> Still there. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, they're probably doing takeout. I don't know. Olive Garden is well, doing takeout. They're they're back open. Idaho is at least. You can twenty five, oh, yeah, maybe fifty percent capacity. Oh, I don't think Julian Frank will be flocking to Olive Garden anytime soon. I don't, it's probably. I mean, you know, I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it worth a forty five minute drive? Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad we're all on the same page, at least as far as that is concerned. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was a great way to finish things out over the episode. Oh, 100%. Thanks for coming on, Colin. We will talk to yeah. y'all next week. Bye, guys. Emily and Emily, sports and court.